Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford, and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it, and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Lola Berry is an Australian nutritionist, yoga teacher, business owner, and an author of an impressive 10 health yoga and cookbooks. The first she published when she was 23. With the dream of being the next Kate Blanchett, Lola started studying performing arts, then became a DJ party gal and a makeup artist before finding her passion and purpose in health and nutrition. Starting her TV career making YouTube videos about different foods and their superpowers. Lola is a self-proclaimed Aussie bogan and a beautiful, fun-loving soul that I can't wait to catch up with again. She's infectious to be around and makes you feel magical. We're so lucky to have Lola share her story, realness, advice and laughter on the Self Love Club podcast. Lola Berry, thank you so much for catching up and being on the Self Love Club podcast. Dude, thanks for having me. And you're like a dream person to have on it, so thank you. I really appreciate it. I just feel like it's going to be like two mates just having a little yeah. yarn, you know? And that's why I think it's always a good time, you know? Like, no formal, just a chat and uh, find all out about you, basically, because you are one cool human, basically, really, aren't you? I feel like we're already mates. We've had smoothies together. Yeah. We've hung out for like the last 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And I'm like... We love crystals. We oh. both wear them down our bras all the time. Mate, everywhere. Do you find they fall out everywhere, though? I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm actually not a bra girl like you. Yeah. Like, I'll wear it around my neck. Yeah. And heaps in my wallet. And then heaps beside my bed, heaps under the pillow. Yeah, same. I've got them everywhere. But I'll wear one around my neck usually. And then, like, because I want to wear more, I'll, like, have to put them in my bra as well. And then usually in your pockets and... I yeah. feel like you've got that almost FOMO syndrome with, yeah. with crystals. You're like, oh, but I need my, my rose quartz in my bra as well. Oh, but I need my back tourmaline. Yes. And oh, but want, I need my... <laughs> you want your rose quartz on your chakra, on your left side as well. So it's like, you know, on the right, on your heart. Although yep. kind of in the middle, but whatever. Oh, still yeah. viz. Yeah. Still viz. Definitely. Hey, so I thought we'd, uh, we'd find out all about you because, I mean, people will follow you and know who you are. Maybe people in New Zealand might not so much because you are quite big in Australia. So tell us about yourself um, and, and what you do. Um, well, I mean, I'm a nutritionist, yoga teacher. I write cookbooks and health books. I've just given you the yoga one, which is the Nui. Um, and then I've got a smoothie bar, which is where we hung out just a little while ago. So I guess I'm just a bit of a health nerd. Uh, I'm a, like self-proclaimed Aussie bogan, hence my accent. I love it though. Don't ever change. Oh, dude. Please I couldn't don't. If I, try, I wouldn't even know how. My dad said to me recently, he was like, 
He doesn't realise that obviously I've learned my Bogan accent off him. Like, let's call a spade a spade here. Where's he from, though? Like, because in Melbourne, they don't have very full-on accents. Is he from out of Melbourne? No, 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 no. So my whole family, I'm born and bred in Melbourne, but uh. I did four years on the Goldie, the Gold uh. Coast. And I reckon it kind of, like, accentuated it there, like, really emphasised it there. But it's so funny, Dad, because Dad, Steve Irwin's my hero, like, there's photos of Steve Irwin in my wallet, and he legit, thinks, he goes, I think you saw a Steve Owen doco and copied it. I'm like, do you know how hard it would be to copy an effing accent? It's so hard because you, would, you wouldn't be able to like do it all the time. You'd eventually stumble over a Correct. word or something. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But recently I've been giving, I've done a few talks like in the last month or so and you get off stage and people are like, you're the girl version of the honey badger. Oh, no, you are definitely not. That's what people have been saying. No. I've been booked gigs no. for being the girl version of the honey badger. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no bad feelings and no nastiness. But after The Bachelor, <laughs> I don't know. No. Well, that show, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, so I'm friends with Soph. So it's the Aww. one before I watched Soph. So, and interestingly enough, she's, she's obviously got a Bogan accent as well. I, oh, Sophie Monk. I love Sophie Monk. She's great. Yeah, she's got a real Bogan accent. Yeah. So you don't we, expect it from her. We, well, when we both lived in Sydney, we hung out a lot and she'd be like, can you quickly answer my phone? I'd answer her phone and everyone would think it'd be her. <laughs> so our accent must be like pretty similar. Yeah. Oh, awesome. But she's originally from like Goldie. Yes. So she's like... Proper bogan. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, she is. I remember hearing her on like a radio show in Sydney, and I just did not expect her voice to be. I mean, she's, what it was. I lo- yeah, I was just like, I don't know. It's stupid that you should expect someone's voice to sound a certain way, but I really like her. Like, but this that's is about you, but she's thing. really cool. Nah, she's a champ. She's, so down to earth. Yeah, and Aussie real. champ. Effing hilarious. Oh, so funny. And her dad on Instagram. Oh, her dad's a champ. She used to put me in, when we were living in Sydney, she'd be like, can you make sure you remain the story because you laugh so much and you make me sound funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you're hilarious. But no, she's a good egg. But it, when you say about the um, beat, like sounding different, that's a really common thing. People go like, I'll get up on stage and they're like, oh, we didn't expect you to sound like that at all. Mm. And I think a lot of like the health nutritionists, are quite affluent and I'm not. Like I've been brought up, I've been raised like middle class. So like. But I think that's a good thing though, Lola, because I think, I mean, it doesn't matter either way, but you're relatable and you, you, people can relate to you because you sound and you're like them. And I think I actually like that. I'm the same with my work. Like I think it's important to be like, like not be like everyone else, but don't like you don't need to be affluent or whatever. Just be yourself. And nah, mate, I wouldn't even know to how to better. do that accent. Yeah, I can, like I, I've watched Kath and Kim enough to oh. understand like the pro and true when oh we go God, shopping in Turak and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. But, like fuck, I couldn't. Oh, sorry, oh, you I can swear. swear. It's totally fine. Oof, I feel I'm you're like allowed to. Mouth. No, so am I. I'm really good on my show. Obviously, on my radio show, I do. But in real life, oof, I'll, I'll swear they a bit. They say the most trustworthy people in the world swear the most, and the ones with the highest IQ. You. So oh, well, I'll take we'll just, that. Yeah, we'll just claim that we're really smart. Absolutely, yeah. fucking lutely, mate. So you grew up in Melbourne. Yeah. What was like without sounding like a therapy session? But how was your childhood? Like your family was like at a dad's good time? a champ. He's a vet. Mum's a ledge. She's a nurse. Um, but d- divorced before prep. So I was always I always saw myself as that like lucky kid that got two Christmases. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, yeah. Yeah, and they've always been mates, which cool. has been really nice. So my bro and I, so I've got a little brother, Tristan. Um, so we've always kind of um, been so lucky because it's been like mates. And mm. even when my mum remarried, like dad was amazing and helping the kids get ready, you know. So it's been, I've been lucky like to grow up with 
a lot of like just it's like it's a there's a calmness to our family's dynamic um and grew up living in both houses and back and forth a little bit and I think dad must mean fun factor because every time we get dropped back to mums we'd be like no it's because I think dad was like we're going on an adventure today and so but um nah I'm super I'm super tight my dad and my mum's just an effing legend so we've I've got this like really completely different relationships with both of them but love them both so dearly and like mum and I are both like the Christmas nerds like <laughs> she'll wear the Chrissy earrings Cute. and I've I've actually got a Christmas t-shirt like oh, yeah adorable. we're all a bit and I'm actually keeping my dad a hard time because he's going to Sri Lanka with my brother this Christmas and oh, I'm like excuse yeah. me you are leaving me the Christmas fucking elf, like, to go to How Sri Lanka. How dare you? How very dare you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you um, could have gone after. Like. So, exactly, because we go to the Carols by Candlelight oh. dress rehearsal. Like, we oh are. Oh, my gosh. Oh, full Christmas scubas. Yeah. And, like, uh, Dennis Walter, like, the Aussies all know, like, I'm a massive, like, he sings, he's the most, he's, like, been doing it for, I don't, I don't know, like, 30 years or something. He's amazed. And one year we were at the dress rehearsal and he dedicated the song to me and I was like, Dad, career highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So good. So, yeah. So what were you sort of into? Like, did you do any sports or, like, any yeah. sort of extra activities growing up that you were like, I love doing this? So I was um, junior house drama captain at school. So surprise, surprise, yeah. love drama. And I did um, Bachelor of Performing Arts after school, so oh, wow. drama and wanted to be the next Kate Blanchett. Um, but also cross-country runner. So I was always like – I was talking to someone literally last week about my school life and I was so lucky because I was that kid that wasn't in any group but was universally accepted. Yeah. So I kind of like floated. Like, I was a little bit like that, except some people didn't like me, but whatever. Like, we'll see. I'm sure I but was I'd the like, same. I would but just I go between. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And I now that I can look back at the dynamic, and I went to a private Catholic all girls school, which mm-hmm. can be clicky and oh, bitchy, yeah. And, horrible, yeah, and all that. And I was like, "Fuck, Lola, you were lucky," because I was just like. That's Chilla, cool. like they called me a melt, and a melt meant that you were a drama geek because the theory is that you melt under the theatre lights. So Aww. they'd be like, "She's a melt." So I, I knew I was the drama in the drama clan, but I got on with everyone. I was like a student representative counsellor, so I knew that I, I I'm lucky. Like I was really lucky. I just I kind of coasted through without like I never experienced bullying or anything like that really. I was super, super lucky. Mm. And what about after school? So you did performing arts and what did you want to do? Like obviously be an actress. Oh, mate, I was like I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> I'm going to be the next Kate Blanchett. I'm going to win an Oscar, you know. Look, the dreams haven't gone too far off. <laughs> hey, um, it could, you never know, you know. <laughs> these things could happen. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I, I – so I was doing a Bachelor of Performing Arts at Monash. I didn't have high enough – a high enough year 12 score, you needed 93.4 to get it. Seems super high. And I and I got like 84.3 and I was like, shit, that's a whole nine points. Mm. And so I got in, I got in on an audition. You could do a monologue to get in. I got in on an audition, started studying, and and I remember one of the teachers going, 95% of you are gonna become drama teachers. And I nothing against, but I'm the most impatient person in the world. And I was like, I knew that that wasn't my calling. And then, much to my dad's dismay, pulled out of uni, decided I was going to become a DJ. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love this story. I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. And a makeup artist. And I became a full-blown party cat. Like, I'd be out four or five nights a week, 
DJing, partying, paid to like rock up and just drink and it was a fun time and I'm going to be flat out honest with you, I do not regret one second of it at all but I remember knowing that it wasn't my passion. Like mm. I could feel that within myself. Did you just know that you probably couldn't live up that lifestyle forever? It wasn't that. It was that like if you said, are you doing what you love, I would wake up in the morning slightly empty. Like right. I knew in yoga there's this word we use called dharma. So to live your dharma is to find your purpose. And I remember waking up going, mm, I'm just having a real fun time right now. And I was giving it my all. Like I'm a human that will commit whatever mm. I do 100%. Like you were just a happy place. You saw my girls. Like, you know, we – I invest into things that I believe in. I invest my heart and soul into it and it's the only way that I live. And I was still doing that. Like I was loving DJing. I was, you know, working in a really cool fashion store and I was doing makeup on the side as well and I loved it all but I knew it wasn't my dharma. And I've got a belief system where if you're doing something that you don't 100% love, you're actually taking away that opportunity for someone else mm. that probably loves it and wants to be there. That's why I don't practice as a nutritionist anymore because I effing hate it. One-on-one, I, -on -one, I know my skill set is not polished enough to be, like I'm not good at reading pathology and, you know, all of, like I'm not up to date with the, the most recent peer-reviewed journal article on B12 or, you know, um, and so, and I know there are amazing nutritionists and naturopaths out there that love clinic, love clinical practice. Why take away that job from someone mm. that that's their passion, you know? Yeah. So then, so when did you decide to stop doing that? And then what was next? You obviously became a nutritionist. So what happened there? Um, so I was, so I've, surprise, surprise, I was dating my DJ teacher. <laughs> but the cool thing was, this is what I learned off him. He loved what he did. So he produced music and was a DJ and he loved it. Like I watched him. It was his dharma. It was his passion. It was his calling. I remember I would have been only 18 and I looked at him and I said, I wish, like I hope I can feel the passion that you feel for your career one day because I knew I hadn't found it within myself yet. But I could definitely see it within him. Mm. And like you know how they say certain people come into your life for certain reasons yes, and I think his was to that. show me passion, mm. like career passion and, and all that. And I remember I went on this summertime detox and I just wanted to feel like fucking great in a bikini to be honest and um, and I just started dating this guy and I was like I want to feel like cute and cute in a bikinis. We've all been there. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, whoa. And it, the weight became like a byproduct of all these other awesome things. I was like, I'm sleeping better. Mm -hmm. My eyes are clearer. I'm nicer. My skin, my hair, everything is better. Like, yes, the weight dropped off as What well. were you doing though? What were you? I just pulled sugars out of my diet and right. ate really clean food. And um, I was still partying. I was still a little DJ rat. <laughs> so I was still like pff, having a fun time. But I was just really watching my diet. Mm -hmm. Um and I felt great and, and and then I became obsessed with superfoods and I'll be reading about like how broccoli can work on phase two liver detoxification or blueberries can cross your blood-brain barrier and I was like, holy fucking mackerel, this stuff, you know, can actually have an impact on our health and make us feel so different, you know. You can feel either really good or really bad and – um. And so I became obsessed. And my friend, my mate Nads, I called her Nads, but her name's Nadine. She was like, you've got to study nutrition. And I was like, I'm not smart enough. I'm a drama kid. Like, I'm a creative. I didn't think that I'd be able to do a science degree. Mm. Anyway, jumped in the deep end, started studying a Bachelor of Health Science, majoring in nutritional medicine. 31% on my first exam. 
proper fail, guys. That's like not even like a smidge of a fail. It's like proper. And you're probably trying really hard. Yeah. I just hadn't figured out the way my brain retains information, like I'm visual. So Mm. I started to draw things. Like I would draw the B vitamins and like niacin, B3. I don't even know if it's B3 or B2, but I'd draw someone wearing Nikes coming third or second to make me remember what that B vitamin was, little things like that. So, yeah, as soon as I realised I was visual, no problems. Yeah, yeah, so you completed that and then what, what happened then? Bef- even before I finished, I started doing a um, like an online YouTube series called Fruits and Roots and just like, a, you know, it was just like health hacks, like little folk remedies. And, um, and I lived on the Gold Coast and I'd be like, literally I'd be like, that DJ teacher and I, li- we lived on the Gold Coast, the Goldie, and we'd, he'd surf. So we'd go down to Byron Bay um, mm. on the weekends. You love Byron, don't you? I love it. I need to go back very soon. Me too. Oh, oh. the energy. Apparently there's crystals under the earth there. Really? That's why you're so drawn to it. I yeah. love it. And Indigenous Australian women will birth their children there oh, wow. for energetic purposes but then leave because it isn't a high no. energy area. I don't think I would want to stay there for a long time. That's it's cool. A, it's yeah. like a, I've always wanted to build like a retreat or yeah. a home base there. Um, but, yeah, you need other bases apart mm. from just there. But, yeah, um, we'd go to Byron because he'd be a surfer and, mm. and – and I'd be like, stop the car. And he's like, what? And I'm like, macadamia plantation. And I'd give him the camera and he'd film me. And I'd be like, macadamia is great for brain health. And I'd film all this content. And then I'd get back in the car, stop the car. And he's like, what? Now I just want to go surfing. And I'm like, banana plantation. And then I'd get out of the car and I'd be like, these guys are really high in tryptophan, you know, and they make us happy. They're the precursor for serotonin. I just had all this footage. And I called my good mate Oscar, who's a producer who lived in Melbourne at the time. And I was like, like, yo, mate, can I fly you to the Goldie for a weekend? Can you edit this footage? I'm going to make a video and send it to Oprah. And that's how it started. I thought that Good Oprah on you. put me on and then in the end it, it became an online It was probably at the start series. of YouTubers as well, really, or before. Very, oh, I for our second series I filmed in Mount Warning at a water company. They legit thought I was filming a porno. Why? They're like fruits and roots, Lola Berry. <laughs> you emailed us from a Gmail account. Like they're yeah. like, nah. They're like So without really thinking about it too much, you started creating content, didn't you? Totes. So yeah. you, so did you did you had you really thought about it or you just start doing it? So this is where Oscar was epic because he's a producer. So produce so I'm a bit of a creative, so I'm like, oh, I've got all these great ideas. Mm. Whereas he was really amazing at funneling them into creating content. And he'd be like, Why don't we do a web series? And I was like, a what? And he's like, create short little webinars, like mm-hmm. web videos pop them online and just create free content. Yeah. And I was like, sure. Like I had no money. I was still studying. I hadn't finished my degree yet. I walked into a bank. I'm not going to say which bank, but I walked into a bank and I was like, I need a loan. And they go, what for? And I was like, university textbooks. And I spent it all in one weekend on a production crew. Oh, we all, we all use our course-related costs for other things, let's be Totes. honest. Totes. Oh, mate, that loan went on and on and on. I pay, I think I paid it off when I was like 30. <laughs> um, That's so good. But, yeah, my 30th birthday, I was like, no more debt. I paid my car, all yeah. my business loans, my travel, everything off. Um, 
Yeah. And and so like that's it just kind of started with like, yeah, a little web series. And that's where morning TV came from mm. because they wanted to show, you know, a young girl. Like I was only 22 at that stage, 22, 23. And so they want to show a young girl using the internet to spread a cool message. So you started doing a bit of um, sort of, you were talking about food on TV, right? For like breakfast shows. Yeah. That's how I started yeah. in morning TV. And my website broke because people wanted to buy a book that didn't exist. And so I was like, shit, I better create a book. And then I started every. So um, they thought you, you they thought you probably had a book. Yeah, being a nutritionist, yeah. I guess they just accept, thought like, yeah. And so I just, um, every segment idea, like I do a segment on like foods for your mood mm-hmm. or like, you know, cleansing, detoxing, coffee, da-da. Every segment I then put into a chapter in a book. And then I bought a book out. My first book came out at 23. Well done. Yeah. How many do you have now? Ten. You've got number ten in your little hands. Yeah, the yogi one. Thank you so much for that. Nah, and yeah. So you've written so many books. I mean, I think for a lot of us, it's goals writing a book. How do you do it? How do you do so many? I'll be on. I think anyone can do it. It's a lot, though, isn't it? A lot of work. Not that should be afraid of work, but you know what I mean. Like it seems like. It's, yeah, like, well done. That's a huge achievement. A really cool – oh, thank you. I don't, like, I don't see it as – I'm weird. I, I'm really crap at taking compliments, by the oh, way. Yeah, so, no. like, even when I say thank I'm you, so I'm so hard on myself. I'm like, oh, oh it, was, it was kind of good, I guess. Like, I don't know if – yeah. Or I'll still be like, I don't actually know if it's that good. Like, whatever, yeah, you know? I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I think it's like a female self-deprecating yeah. thing, though. I legit – I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, can't, can't take a compliment. If someone told me I look nice, I'd be like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you can't do that. You've got to be like – Thank you. Or just at least be awkward, but don't say no because you do. I get so nervous. Yeah, I'm crap at this. I'll take this. I'll learn this from you. I'll legit like drop eye contact and look away. Oh, I do that. I can't look at – it's terrible because I – I'll try looking people's eyes, but if I'm talking too much about myself, I can't talk in the I can't look in the eyes, and I'm really worried that I'm going to look shifty with them. Really? But not all, only with some people, it's weird. Like with you, I haven't had that. But like sometimes, oh I'll no, get, you and sometimes I. Sometimes I get awkward, and I have to look away when I'm talking to them. And I'm just worried about it looking shifty. But anyway, it's just a thing. shifty's a great word. I'm just, but I, I'm just awkward sometimes. Do you know my advice for you would be if you're on a date, pop that out there at the start if you're getting because it'd be a nervy thing too. I think it is. Yeah. So maybe be like, yo. I'm not being shifty and worrying about my Bumble account right awkward. now. <laughs> um, I'm just nervous and kind of like you, so I'm awkward, so I'm kind of looking away. And they all fucking love that. I love that. It's so good. Yeah. Honestly, so, always. Yes. So you were working um, on Bricky TV. You were doing your books. Um, weren't you working in a smoothie place still or was that not anymore? No, I was working at a smoothie place yeah. then because, like, TV only paid, like, yeah. 300 bucks a pop and you're only doing that once a week, once every two weeks. Um, oh, yeah. Like rent in Sydney or Melbourne, like, hello. Totes, right? Yeah, exactly. Were you in Sydney? I was in Melbourne because right. I started on 9am with David and Kim and then The Circle, which the Aussie listeners might know. Um, but that's all shot at Channel 10 right. near Como. Um, but, yeah, no, no, no. I remember I was working this smoothie bar and this nutritionist came in and you might have heard this. Like yeah. I tell this story and she fully ripped like, jump the story. Yeah, yeah, tell us. She walked in and I was like, oh, my God, I was a bit starstruck. I was like, that's so-and-so. I've done her macrobiotic cooking class. She walks in and, and I'm like, hey, I'm a huge – I was serving other people. I was literally whipping up smoothies for people. Mm. And I was like, I'm a huge fan. I came to your course. And she's like, I know you. And I was like, um, nah, man, we never met. Like, I was at the back of the cooking class. And she's like, I know you from morning TV. And I mm. said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. And she's like – you are a disgrace to the nutrition industry. 
And I was just like, do not cry, Lola. Do not cry, Lola. Do not cry, Lola. And she's like, how could anyone take you seriously by the way that you dress? Because I wear like Converse and like. Okay. I was a little Cindy Lauper inspired back in those days, <laughs> I'll be honest. A, a few of my friends were all like, I think you got a little bit better as you grew up. And I'm like, yeah, but like I liked that I was always quirky. Good like, on you. Um, but yeah, and and I was like, I'll pass on your feedback. And she's like, I'm in touch with my opinion. How can anyone <gasps> take you seriously by the way you dress? Yeah. I just don't. I don't understand people. I just don't get it. Like, if you don't like someone, just don't say anything. Totes. And you're never gonna like. You're never gonna keep everyone happy. Yeah. You know, like, who cares? But I mean, like, it was a really good lesson for me because I was only 23, and I thought. This bitch is having a really bad day and she's taken it out on me. And mm. I didn't take it on. And I, imagine Good if on I you. let her stop me and I took on what she said that I was a disgrace to the industry. Yeah. You know? And as you have done what you're doing and your public profile's grown, how have you dealt with, like, you know, um, any backlash or any, like, people being negative to, to you? How do you deal with that? Uh, obviously, I've had a bit of backlash, like, let's call a spade a spade. Mm. I bought out a diet book that had a really controversial name. Um, or diet plan, should I say? Uh, and that was the probably the best career lesson of my life because this huge online audience or community that I thought I had turned on me like that. Like I clicked my fingers there. If you're not, want, I'm not sure what that sound was, <laughs> but so fast. Like it was like imagine like when you're like got a smoothie bar out, got best selling books out. Everyone wants to be your mate. Everyone wants to know you. Everyone wants to talk to you. Everyone wants to meet you for a coffee, all that crap. And then it's like imagine like flicking a light switch on and like cockroaches going running. Like health influences turned on me publicly. Like Daily Telegraph wrote like career suicide, Lola Berry. You know, like do you know what though? It was the best lesson. Like people that I thought, like I had all my contracts were iced. Like I had, I was legally gagged. I wasn't allowed to talk to media. I was allowed to do one 15-second apology video on Instagram that I cried on. I remember watching it. I really felt for you. And a current affair bloody run it. So like, which is great. I love Akka. I've worked with them for years. But like, um, you know what I mean? Like the one moment you've got to say sorry and, you know, fuck. Like it just, but brilliant lesson. Like but, such a good lesson for me. I can tell you on one hand who had my back. Mm. Honestly, it never changed my opinion of you. I think most of us were like, people make mistakes. It's not that big a deal. You didn't, No one died. Like, yeah, maybe like it wasn't the best thing to do, but it's like these mistakes happen and I don't think you you are not a person that has bad intentions. Never am. You know what I mean? You would never, you would never intentionally, you just wouldn't intentionally hurt people. Yeah. So nah. I don't think it was an intentional thing. So if nah. it was an intentional thing, then yeah, people would be like, oh, what a bitch, you know, but that's not you. But, and, and you're right, like, this is the thing, and just so that your listeners know, like, it was called Stop Being a Fat Bitch, and it was because I wanted to shine a light on the way that we spoke to ourselves, because mm. my business partner at the time said, what are we going to call it? And I'd eaten a whole block of Marvelous Creation, and I was writing it. And I know everyone knows what I'm talking about mm. when you know, I say, Mar- oh, yeah. I'm talking family block size, you know, and I, I'd eaten the whole thing, and I was actually writing the diet plan, as a, and, and that's a common thing with health authors, we all friggin' eat bad food when we're writing a book because you need so much more. You need more glycogen for your brain. And I'd eaten this whole block and I think I would have been going through a breakup or something as well, like knowing me, (laughs) emotional Lola, (laughs) and eating this like crying chocolate and – 
and he goes, what are we going to call it? And I said, I wish I could call it Stop Being a Fat Bitch because that's how I feel today. And he goes, we need to shine a light on the way that women speak to themselves. Mm. And and the, the name was Stop Being a Fat Bitch, Change Your Mental Dialogue, Change Your Life. That was the subtitle. Nobody saw that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's on the front cover. Anyway, it was, and obviously it was the wrong name and I am so sorry if I did offend anybody, but uh, like, Honestly, that is a story. That is how the name came about. That's mm. how, and it was the coolest lesson because it made me realise like even health influences that I thought were my mates were fucking mean. Mm. And it was such a good lesson for me to go, I am so disposable to most people. Mm. Yeah. How did you pick yourself? I mean, you're a strong girl, but how did you pick yourself up and keep going from that? Um, Do you reckon that's probably been like one of the lowest points for you? It wasn't a low point. It really wasn't. Like there was a time where I was like worried and sad and I definitely was like upset. But like it was – I was just looking at all like the best lesson that I could have had. Like it was just like such a good lesson. And that's why that I look at it like like I'd rather be honest and have had public failure than, you know – be a fake bitch, mm. fake basic bitch, really. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So, nah, I, I actually think it's something that's made me like uh, who I am. Yeah. And yeah, and like, I would never, like, I, I would, I, I pride myself on being a non, pretty non judgmental human being. Mm. And um, it probably solidified that value system for me. Like, you could sit here in front of me and smoke a pack of cigarettes. I wouldn't care. Like, I'm like, you, like, you've got to do what's right for you in that moment. And I think the way I got so judged has, yeah, probably given me this, like, I feel like being a non-judgmental human is a superpower. Yeah. yeah. You are a yoga teacher. You're a, you're a yogi. Is that one of your main, like, self-care practices that you're about? Totes. Um, yogs, definitely. Although I've fallen off the wagon the last week or so because I've been in SIDS and I've kind of, like, been travelling and staying in different places and stuff. So I want to get, um, want to get my little yogi nerd back on. So I'm all booked in for tomorrow. Boom. Nice. Um, although every time I say boom now, I think of the movie. Have you seen Couples Retreat? Yes. And the yoga teacher is like, boom. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. I've watched it like three <laughs> times. And now every time I say boom and think of yoga, I think of boom. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, everyone should watch that now if you're like, <laughs> what on earth are these two girls talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, what's, what's happening? Just YouTube, Couples Retreat, yoga, boom. Yeah. It'll come straight up. Um yeah, so yoga's love. Do you know what's turning into my daily self-care now? I've recently done my level two and level three A Reiki healing with um, someone that you and I, yeah. my mate Loretta, that you and I were just talking about. Um, and now every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to sleep, I do Reiki. Yeah. And it's turned into this and it's replaced meditation for me, my world. Obviously, I meditate in yoga, definitely, or the end of yoga I'll stay and pump out like a five-minute little, that. yeah, little like Vedic, I'm trained in Vedic meditation. Um, but, yeah, Reiki is turning into a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very powerful. Yeah, and well, it's amazing when you're sending love to others and yourself at the same time. It's frigging cool and it's like unconditional and yeah. it's white light and it's, yeah. Cool. I so did my level, I've done my level ones. I ne- I want to do my level twos, but um, it's yes. I've only really done it on myself, but it's so powerful. If you've done level one and that's how you feel, level two will change really? your fucking life. Yeah, I was like, that. I, I was actually, like, could, I could feel it. I actually could feel it. Oh. It was changing things for me. Dude, if you wear fucking crystals in your bra, you need to get your level two under your belt. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Like, honestly, like I did level one, and I was like, this is cool. I'm doing it on dogs. I'm doing it on my food. I'm doing it on myself. 
level two, two is game changer. Right. You learn the symbols. You can like start like like you can send you can do distance healings you can do them touching someone not touching someone I could do it on you from here Mm. like do it if people don't know what Reiki is it's energy healing and it's amazing it'll change your life I mean everyone's different whatever works people's different but it's something I've always responded to and obviously you have as well love as being as being people that are very like pick up on energy or you know like and I think open-hearted souls. Yeah. Like I feel like you've got a pretty open heart too. I think being open-hearted I've always found is like a vulnerability. Oh, yeah. And you can get very, like, I don't know, I've gotten better as I've gotten older, but everything used to feel like it was wounding me. Like yeah, sensitive. I get so intensely yeah. upset. I'd be like, oh, my heart's being stabbed, you know. What's like, your star sign? You're not Virgo, are you? No, I'm a Capricorn, but I'm on the cusp of being an Aquarius. So I don't know. I mean, Capricorns I'm, are cool though. Capricorns are real. You're still, yeah, a, but, that's an earth sign, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very much a nature child like you. Yeah. Live by the beach and that's my jam. Yeah. And the trees and the birds and stuff. Yeah. Oh Biophilia, healing power oh, of Mother I Nature. I love that. Yes, putting your feet in the soil. Another cool word is um, nally pot. And, and a nally pot refers to a girl work, walking barefoot in nature after the winter has passed. Oh, I like that. Oh, mm. mate, I, I'm all over the weird. What's the word again? Nally pot. Nally pot. Let's all do that. Yeah, beautiful. So you you're into your yoga. Um, you're you know all about superfoods and and you eat really well. Uh, you do treat yourself as well. I hope as well. Not that you can't treat yourself as fuck yeah. Is that a joke? <laughs> of course I do. I fall off the wagon more always, than most. I just always see you eating like real good foods. I'm sh- I know that you probably eat other foods too, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I so you're pretty I, clean. I will say yeah. So my rule is always health. Like mm. and my like um. Like my weight totally changes. Like I've got a five kilo like buffer. Like if I if I had like right into the lead up of that yoga body shoot, like for the two weeks in the lead up that all I was eating, I shit you not, was fish and broccoli. Pretty much every meal. Like and I was not like I was eating really healthy. Yeah, and, well, if you're enjoying it, broccoli's great. Oh, so good. I love and and, and and like two weeks later and I had like yoga abs. Like it's it's it does the trick. It mm. works. But, like, then there's times where I'm like, I do want to have a peanut butter smoothie from Happy Place yeah. and, and I'm okay with that too. So, um, but, like, sh- like I'll go out for dinner and have a lovely vino. Like, I've got I- – I'm all about finding the balance. Mm. And to be completely honest with you, I'm still finding that balance. But yeah. my rule is now as long as I'm always healthy, yeah. um, then it's okay if that, if that, like, if that scale shifts a little bit. Yeah. As long as I'm still under that healthy umbrella – I'm comfortable. Yeah. And, and, norm, and I used to be the opposite. I'd really be, feel guilty unless I had yoga abs all the time. Right. And now I'm like, don't have yogi abs today. It's okay. You know, like let's get back to yoga. Let's just clean up the diet for a few days. Four days later, your yoga abs. Are, you know what I mean? Like mm. I I'm less worried about it now. The other thing, the other flip side is I own it a bit more now. So like I'm not afraid to like go on a date and be like, yo, I'm gluten-free. Yeah, you like well that's the thing is you get older, you do know yourself and it's like you don't have to apologize. That's that's what you are. Like you don't want to eat something and feel sick. Like what's the point, you know? Exactly. You shouldn't yeah, doubt that. We were talking about this on the way before about how like as you get older you sort of start to know yourself a lot more. And I think that can definitely correlate when it comes to dating and relationships. Have you found that as you've gotten older you just own it a lot more when it comes to guys? Absolutely. 
Uh, well, obviously, like, you can tell from Ori the way that we speak, like, my heart's pretty fucking open, mm. which is amazing because, like, with the right soul, like, that's that's open as well and gentle and, like, like I like gentle but passion. I like that person that can feel and that is deep and whatnot but has this, like, wonderful softness to them as well. And that's an interesting combo. Like, that's not every, not, like, I, that's very, for me, that's rare. I've only mm. come a bit ever come across it but um the thing that I've learned we also talked about on the way here is like I have a therapist and I've learned from working with my therapist especially like the reason why I started seeing my therapist was that I went through a really rough breakup and I was like I don't want to keep feeling horrible <laughs> anymore and and I was started seeing my therapist and I was like man like what am I doing wrong? He's like, you're not. He's like, you're actually just dating narcissist Lola. And he's like, your mm. pattern is to date narcissists. He's like, you play the battered wife thing perfectly. He's like, you, you know, you're victim, you're playing the victim card. Like you're like, he's like, you're learning the same lesson over and over. He goes, when are we going to change this? Yeah. And so we spent a full year now. That's when I started working with him a year ago. Um, just really kind of like getting me back to like, actually fucking loving my heart and loving the way that it is so vulnerable and yeah. loving that it is an open heart and trusting that the right kind of human will come in that that can appreciate that kind of a heart. I get it's not for everyone, but, like, I know that I love love and I like a deep kind of connection mm. and that's something that I know as a human I innately need. Yeah, I feel mm. that. Uh, it's hard, though, like, especially being an open-hearted person and I, I feel like I'm the same like that. It's hard though along the way. Like, uh, and then you, you know, you sit, you're meeting these people and you're like, why am I meeting these a-holes? I'm a nice person. I, you know, like, yeah. and that's when you play into the victim thing. I don't deserve this, but it's like, and I think, I don't know about you, but did you find like you was sort of recognizing that you were doing it? You're like, why do I keep doing this? Like, yeah. And I, and I used to get worried. I'd be like, I'm never going to end up with someone because I keep sabotaging it myself by doing this or getting really anxious and worried about it, you know, like. I think at the end of the day, like, it takes – so you can be a good person, right, which is what uh, – let's just say we both are. <laughs> Humble brags. Uh, t- oh, I love it. Humble brags. I'm stealing oh, this. this. classic Kiwis. We're like we, – we always talk things – I think Aussies are the same. We talk things down. You know, you never want to talk yourself up too much. Oh, totes because of tall poppy. Yeah, tall yeah poppy big, big thing here and in New Zealand, yeah. Same ball game, But – I think eventually good people end up with good people, like good humans end up with – it takes – like the other thing is I think you need to date a few a-holes mm. to learn and realise that when the good one comes along, you're like, ah. Oh. Especially through your teen years and your 20s because I feel like everyone's going through their own shit, working themselves yeah. out. So sometimes maybe it's not always – and I used to always take everything so personally – it's not always your stuff. Maybe it's just their shit as well and maybe we shouldn't pay so much attention to it. 90% of the time when somebody puts you down or judges you, maybe 99% of the time they are projecting their own self issues like and their own fears, their own fears more than anything else. Mm. And I think that's when you can realise that. Like I had a, a friend, a really cool friend last week, say something to me that and I was like, that's horrible horrible like and she didn't mean it meanly she literally subconsciously wouldn't have even realized it hurt me mm. like all I did was um I went for a run and I got back and she's like oh that was a quick run I was like yeah I gotta go to a funeral today like got I just wanted to get on, yeah. I just wanted to pump out a quick 20 minute bit of exercise because it makes me feel good out in nature and she goes that's right always exercising within your limits 
And I was like, Ooh, whoa. That's really nasty. Right. But amazing friend, like really nice soul. And then I, I sat with it and I got upset at first in my, you know, on my own. And then I thought, oh, no, but that's, she's just projecting her own fears. Like, yeah. you know, like that's actually her shit. That is not my shit. Mm. I wasn't exercising my limits. I was like, boom, I got 20 minutes. I want to exercise. Yeah. You know, like. Were you ever a person that used to take that and, be, and being a person, especially a female who's out in the public, did you ever used to take it all on board and think it was you and your fault? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember um, I dated someone. He's like, you need to get over your dreams. Your dreams are too big. It's never going to happen. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, and now that I look back at it, and he's a really nice soul, like mm. pretty nice soul. Now I look back and I'm like, fuck, that's your fear, mate. Mm. You're so scared that you'll never live your dreams that you had to say that to me. And it can be hard as well, especially being a female in business or in the public eye. I think a lot of guys at first might really like that they're attracted to that part of you, that confidence and everything, and and that you're you're getting shit done. You're you know you're a hustler. You're getting stuff. You're making it happen. And then I've found as well with myself and with other people, they eventually start hating it about you because they don't want anyone noticing you or it's the projecting their fears that they're like, oh, you're doing better than me. I don't want you to do better than me. You know what I mean? Well, that well, that tells me you've been dating dickheads. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Totes. Yeah. But like, as but like, have but I, like, I don't just mean myself. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean other people too. I know a lot of girls who are in the public Totes. eye that have found it hard dating guys and people will look at them and be like, but why? She's beautiful. She's successful. Why is she single? You know what I mean? So, um, Soph used to say to me, Soph would be like, you're going to find it so hard to date. And I I was like, why? And she's like, because you're intimidating. And and sure, like in the past, absolutely, like it's come up where I'm like, oh, mate. <laughs> you're like, not at all though. You're like so chill. Super chill. But like the the um la- like the last person I dated, I wasn't allowed to take my laptop to his house. Why? Because he didn't want me to work in front of him. Because obviously like the way we work, we've got weird hours. Like if you take, you can take your laptop. You and me, we could take a laptop anywhere and you do need, work. If that's your job though. Correct, and that's not, and that to me was a red flag when he congratulated me for not bringing my laptop. That's controlling behaviour. I don't like oh, that. Oh, so good. Thank you. That's what my therapist said too. No, I, I've, um, I don't know. It's weird because I'm very headstrong, and but then if someone tries to control me, it's like my, I, I, if a guy tried to control me, I've had, you know, guys try to tell me what I can eat, what I can't eat. I'm like, don't control me. What? Yeah, and, and it's not always good for some girls, you know. No, no, no. Oh, look, I've got a history of eating disorders. So like did that, I. that would be the yeah. worst. No, I have, so I had one when I was in the thick of it when I was a teenager. Yeah, no. And there's guys like, or anyone trying to control you. Why? Like, you know, yeah. Anyway. Again, their own shit. It's their own. But like guys, girls, friends, like I've had friends like, like comment on my body and my weight. And I'm like, look, as long as I'm healthy and that can ebb and flow, that doesn't bother Mm. me. As long as I'm healthy, I'm wrapped because that means that I'm being true to my message. But, like, if I'm going to be judged for that when that health, I'm a fucking female. My hormones mean I'm yeah. probably going to fluctuate in three to five kilos sometimes, some oh, months. Like, honestly. That's called yeah, being a healthy our, woman. Yeah, when we get our periods, you can feel a lot heavier, like a lot of bloating and, oh. Oh, I always say I get Comfy por- pants. Por- porn star boobs because my boobs get so big. But, like, <gasps> you know what? Like, it, that's why I go, as long as I'm healthy, like, Go jump, mate. Like, so anyone can jump. How yeah. have you found then dating and, and relationships being in that position? Like Sophie said to you, you know, oh, you're going to find it hard. How have you found it? Like, what is there any advice you have for anyone? Absolutely. So, like, I think, I mean, like, sure, there have been, like, horrible moments, like, moments that have been, like, really yucky. But I think, like, you, your intuition 
is fucking bang on, right? And I think like if I look back at my past experiences that were failures, well, or let's call them lessons, mm. uh, like I knew, like I'd seen red flags and I'd ignored them. Like I'd be like, oh, no, they're actually. And you make ex- we make excuses, eh? Yeah. I used to always try to make things work a little bit. And like some guy, like some guys are really good at hiding like their shit. And I remember one person I um I was seeing, I said, like, oh, I've got a therapist. Like I said it flat. And he I watched the judgmental eyes come over, like, and he and something had happened with him, and I said, Oh, I could tell you were triggered the other night. And he's like, No, I wasn't. I wasn't triggered at all. And that and in that moment, I was like, I gotta let this go because mm. this person's not even willing to work on themselves. And and I could see the judgment. Like if someone judges you for wanting to better yourself, yeah. I think, fuck, mate. There's such a stigma, I think, still around it. Like, oh, you got a therapist. It's like, um, it's fine. Like for any other, like anything else, you'd, you could see a health professional and no one bets an eyelid, you know? Uh, the way that I see it, my naturopath said this to me. He goes, Lola, he goes, you work on your physical health so much. He's like, you eat organic food, you go to yoga, you run. He goes why on earth are you neglecting your mind? Mm. And he's like, if you want to be successful to the level that I know you want, you have to have one. Mm. And when he said that, it was like a penny drop moment. And I was like, yeah. And like my therapist, he, he, he reiterates with me every time I see him, our goal is to get you bulletproof. Mm. Our goal is to get you bulletproof. And so that's what we always come back to. And I'm like, how cool is that? I've got this person in my corner and every time I see him, all he's trying to do is get me bulletproof. Like how cool is that? Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, and I think on the dating side of things, like uh, uh, my biggest advice to any listener would just be like, be fucking real. If you be real, you own who you are, you you be vulnerable, like, and it's fucking scary mm. to be that open. And the amount of times I've shared things about my past thinking that it would be nice to be open and, like, I remember I shared once with someone something, like, a bit heavier that had gone on in my past mm. and he's like, well, you're damaged goods now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that yeah. gives you a fear of ever sharing that now, again. Though, like if a guy did that, I'd be like, well, you, I, I, you don't need to be sassy or rude to them, but I'd just be like, well, you're not you're not the person for me. Absolutely. And like, and, and I think this is like we were talking about like you're 29, I'm 33, and, and I think I'm so comfortable walking away. Like mm. uh, that one that was like I'm not triggered, you know, and this, the anger I'm situation. finally got there, finally. Well, yeah, you did it fucking four years ahead of me then, mate, or three years ahead of me. I walked away from that one going, like, I remember I had a cry in the car. Was that the one that you spoke about once? Um, oh, I can't remember, but I remember the, I remember hearing you talk about a breakup maybe a year or two ago, and just the way you said it, I just thought, I mean, good on you because a lot of people don't share it because we're scared of looking vulnerable when it comes to dating. We want to protect ourselves and look like we've got our shit together, but... The way you spoke, hey, you went to his house to try sort shit out and then you left and I just, I can't remember, I mean, obviously you can uh, tell it than yeah. me. I loved that. I was like, thank you, Lola. So if you yeah. want to freestyle any of that, feel free. Yeah, so that was a that was a really interesting, like that person, cool, cool human, totally not my man. We're not, we're, our heart, if anyone ever said to me, how did that go? I'd go like, our hearts just weren't compatible. He had a very controlled heart and I am like free flowing, <laughs> like let's feel love, like let's be vulnerable, let's grow, let's be a team. Like yeah. I'm all about team love, yeah. you know, like and he was like con- so controlled and almost just like it's almost like the way he loved he'd read about. He just read about it and that's what you mm. meant to do. And I, and 
And I remember, um, I remember feeling like, fuck, this guy doesn't even love me. Like, and we'd been together for ages and he couldn't say it. And I was like, shit. And I remember I put on my Biggie Smalls T-shirt to yes, drive over girl. to his house. Yeah. I love that. Bored my eyes driving to his house because I knew I had to um, break up with him. I had a friend that morning go, I'm going to fucking punch you if you don't end it today. Because <laughs> there were just so many things that were yeah. happening that were horrible. Like, it was really damaging. Sometimes. Yeah. Knocked on his door, knocked on his door, and he stood behind. You know, was he not expecting you? Had you not seen him for a while? We'd spoke, so we'd spoken that morning, and I was like, "Hey, you got the day off? Like, let's hang out." And he goes, "I don't want to." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, we done something wrong? No, I just don't feel like it. I want to work on the car today. Oh, like what do you ever want to do? I want to do this today." And I was like, "Okay," and I was just like, "Nah," and 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 I'd binged. Right, so I'd, I and when I when my when I turned when I knew that I turned into an old coping mechanism, I was like, "This is the biggest sign." Yeah, when your physical body yes. is being affected by an emotional situation, that that to me was like, "Catch yourself now, Lola, before you yeah. start really self sabotaging mm-hmm. your your own being." And so I'd binge, and I was like, "All right, game over, yeah. game over." Tap out, drove over, knocked on his door. Didn't want to borrow me. Like he he stood behind the wire door, like to make me feel like horrible. And he's like, opens the door finally. He's like, "Come in." And I said, "I don't need to." He walked down the porch, and I just said, "I can't be with somebody that doesn't love me. Like I'm not going to love someone that doesn't love me back." And he just goes, "Sorry," and he goes, "It's not you, it's me." You know, like classic yeah. shit. And I was just like, I go. I go, I've given you everything. I said, I've been open to you. I've been honest. I've jumped like you told me to, like, you know, and um, and he go, and he just goes, I don't know. He goes, I don't know what I can say. Like I said, it's not you, it's me. And I just said, I've never felt like a pebble in someone's shoe until I've been in this situation. And he just looked at me angry and I just, I was boring. And I just, I said, well, there's nothing more for us to say or do here. And I just said, goodbye and nothing like all I wanted him to do was fucking hug me and be like it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. and it's so good like I mean and I I'm wish really him all proud the best of you. well done for doing that I want to be really clear though he's not a dick he's actually like he's yeah. his own soul and yeah. he'll he'll meet an awesome chick and they'll have fam bam and all that jazz but like yeah it was like it broke me I was broken for a oh. while and he like had a girlfriend within a week well, you know and I was like whoa man but yeah, Aww. yeah. Well, how did you pick yourself up from that? Therapist, we're straight to the therapist. Good girl. Yeah. Oh, awesome. we've got a friend coming we in. Do. <laughs> That's so. Cool. I feel like we've just come so much. I know. I have to come back and check. I'll just. Uh, can we do things. like a mark two? Can oh we do like God. a volume two? Can I actually? I'd love to. Like, I'll I'll be back a bit more now because I've got family here and I love coming. And we've got to have smoothie day. Um, yes, please. So yeah, you pick yourself up and uh, you've um like obviously we're skipping out a bit here. You've um you're now like. Met someone new. Happy and lucky. Yeah, just super happy. and You deserve it. And that's the thing, by letting go of those things. And learning Look what comes in when you let go of the things that aren't meant for you, whether it be like relationships, work, friends, everything. Like it's so cool, like trusting and just letting things happen, right? And I think, uh, and this is where your podcast is so cool, but like – actually fucking loving who you are, when you love who you are, whether you've still got work to do on yourself, and to be really honest to every listener here, we've all got fucking work to do on ourselves. I'm working on myself every day. I saw my therapist yesterday. Like, you know, um, but when you truly like, like, I know I've got a fucking epic heart. Like, and so does everybody. But when you realise that, it doesn't matter like 
what I think of you. What matters is what you think of you. When you realize that, it's like something energetically shifts and then you bring in what is real and right mm. for you and the right match and the right person that's like, fuck. We're, and like we keep saying like, where have you been? Yay. How did this exist? And how, what, like how lucky are we? Like that's the feeling we say every day and that's where it's like it, come, it comes back to a self-value and mm. a self-love, I think. And that's what I've been, I mean, it was a journey I went on myself through learning to love myself and treat myself really well. And since I've been doing that, I mean, cool things have happened in my life before that, but it's it's hard to explain until I think you understand. It's hard to explain until you get to that place where you really love yourself, you care for yourself so well, and then like your life just flows real, it's just like. The, and your and, energy changes. Oh, Do you notice? Like yes. It's like an energetic shift. Like for example, this chat has been, to me it feels like I've been chatting about 8, 12 minutes. I know, we've been chatting for 49 minutes. Right, there you go. But you know what I mean, like once, and I think you will know, and this is why I wanted to talk to you, is like once you know yourself and you love yourself and you work on yourself, self-care to me is like the number one. Like 100%. And then once you do that, everything else shifts shifts, and you're able to bring in all the dreams and the things you want with your career, your life. Oh, and if like can't preach it enough. And and if this is like the ending, I feel like we're about to wrap. So I just want to say this to like the audience, like anything you want is possible. And this is not like hippie woo-woo Lola mm-hmm. talking right now. This is exactly what you just said. You love who you are, you value who you are, you fucking march the beat of your own drum. Good, like you want love, it will come. You want good career, it will come. You yeah. want like epic fucking yogi bod, it'll come if you love who you fucking are. Like any, you need to believe that anything is possible. Hundred percent. You are, you wanted, you've got a dream. You're in charge of making it happen. You're in charge of making it fail. It's mm. completely up. Balls in your court. Mm. Total. I totally agree. Thank you so much, Lola. Oh, I want to hang out more. Oh my god, can we actually? <laughs> like, def- I'll definitely be like, yeah, yo, yo Lola, want to do episode two with me? Fuck yeah, sign me up, oh, mate. Sign thank me you up. so much, Lola. I mean, thank there's you. so much more we can learn from you. So I will save that for another time. Um, and thank you so much for everything and for everything that you do as well. Like we, a lot of us so appreciate it. Like you're so great. And we can we have you. a hug when we get off air, oh please? God, yes, yeah. Please. <laughs> I feel like your hug would be really nice. It's really good if I don't toot my own horn. I oh, give yeah. a good, I give a good oh, hug. Good. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Lol. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Bulbin, our audio engineer. Please subscribe for more episodes. We have some super empowering girl bosses coming up. To find out more about the Self Love Club for resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com, and you can follow me at bellcrawford on Instagram and Facebook. Catch you soon, babes. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.